0: Final frontier. These are the voyages of Starship Enterprise. It's five year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before.
1: Greetings, salutations, and welcome to Retrek. I'm Captain Jim, and with me, of course, is Admiral Elliot. Hi, Beth and where the dominion war is well it's still not officially been declared but we've got a two part dominion Again. war episode so we're uh, we're spending all this week talking about deep space nine which is going to be yep. really good fun this is a good one um before we get into like actually talking about the search i just wanted to give like some background on this one so this might have been like my greatest star trek day ever because This came out on VHS in the UK the same day that Generations came out in the cinema. So I remember, like, I finished school, went and got my mum to take me to see Generations, and on the way we went to WH Smiths, and that was when they still sold videos, you know, and actually sold out and had competitive prices. But um, so I got the DS9 video, so I had that ready... Went to cinema, watched Generations, got home, watched the <laughs> f- opening season premiere of DS nine. That was a really good day. <laughs> that's how you do it a Friday. It's a good
0: opening it is a good premiere.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's better than Generations, I think, in retrospect, but at the time our our buzzing on Generations, because it were you know, you got Captain Kirk and cards, but but yeah. Well, that's it. it yeah. <laughs> It is, no, it is a good one, is The Search. And we we said a little bit about this last week, didn't we? Like, you do really get the feeling of Act 1 of DS9's done now, and this is something new. Like,
0: it builds on what we've yeah, done. Yeah, we... But it's... Yeah, all that sort of, like, all the groundwork of who these people are... And yeah. Rumours and all that that we've heard, and fairy tales, it's all...
1: yeah. We're going to
0: see exactly who we are this time.
1: And this is... These episodes show, like, this is what the show's going to be going forward. This is the tone's there uh, now. Yeah, it's
0: like... Like, we were still used to very episodic TV at this time. Yeah. We didn't realise that we were were really into a five-year story. (laughs)
1: No, exactly, that's it. (laughs) And I think we can probably put some of it down to this was... This is when Ira Stephen Bear took over as showrunner, and obviously he's incredibly associated with ES9 now, but people forget that he wasn't actually a showrunner for Seasons 1 and 2. But if sure. you look at when he did take over, there is so was,
0: a... Um, was it Michael oh, Piller or it? Rick
1: Berman? It were one of them two. Uh, Rick Berman, <laughs> because he yeah. went on
0: to do... Uh, he left ES9 to do Voyager. To do
1: Voyager, exactly, so... Yeah, I think you can tell. There's lots of lots of changes in tone and changes in direction and everything. There's also a change straight away. First, first scene opening. Dax has got a new hairstyle. That ain't
0: gonna last long, is it? Yeah,
1: that's <laughs> <So> I think. <laughs> I think we get it. These
0: two well, episodes. It, it, I'm not sure, it probably lasts longer than Kira's hairstyles. Yeah. Their hairstyles change all the time.
1: Kira's do change all the time, yeah, but th- this is the only time they they experimented with a different hairstyle for Dax, and yeah. it quickly goes back to the the old one. Um, but yeah, so we, we start off, and it's all sort of very bleak, the tone, straight away, isn't it? It's like we're running simulations, and the Jemadar are going to take the station in two hours, and I think one of them says, don't yeah. they? They say, like, oh, that's actually like, generous. I found, it,
0: I found this... up. Like, he goes, that's not long enough for help to even get here from Bajor. And I'm thinking, hold on. In the first episode, they were actually in orbit of Bajor. Yeah. And they only moved for about 15 minutes, the station, at impulse speed. Yeah, but, but why uh, is it suddenly going to take two hours for a Bajoran spacecraft to get there? So
1: Brian uh, didn't know Brian do something clever with the gravitron stabilizers or something yeah, to make ul- the station. Yeah,
0: he altered the uh, he altered the mass of the station. And so
1: I think they've said a few times, have not they? that so the, they could move it. The transport to Bajor's five hours, but you always assumed that that was like. a at quite low warp speeds. So I always assumed like if you go in warp
0: nine, it, well, it don't take long well, at all. Well, well, uh, as far as I'm aware, they're still in the same system, so it'd be impulse yeah. speed. But like five hours is almost thrusters. Yeah, true. Like, look how fast! Like we saw in the we saw in the motion picture, didn't we? Um, the Enterprise leaving the solar system. Yeah, like, look how yeah, fast yeah. Left the solar straight system. away. Yeah.
1: Um, I think it's one of them, and Bajor is exactly the distance that it needs to be for whatever the plot is that week. Yeah. It depends. Yeah, like,
0: I'm, I'm sure that there's episodes where they actually beat, beam from the station to Bajor. There probably is,
1: yeah. And, yeah, sometimes it's so-and-so's on the way from Bajor, and it's going to take however long, yeah. Uh, but they're running the simulations, and it's like, uh, two hours is generous, you know, they're going to wipe us out. And this actually ties into, by the time we get to next season's premiere, The Way of the Warrior, this is the start of, right, well, we need to tool the station up then so it's actually ready for a bit of a yeah. fight. And <laughs> obviously, no spoilers, but um, we definitely get there by the next season premiere. <laughs> but we're getting getting ahead of ourselves it's quite a good, like, character scene as well at the start because you get Kira's thinking of it, like, totally in militia terms. Like, she's like, right, well, we'll go and hide in the air vents and we'll, you know, yeah. we'll do this and we'll do that. And they did do that in the the previous season premiere, the the Circle trilogy, the Homecoming Circle siege. They end up crawling around in the air vents in that one, don't they? Yeah. But, but that's only fighting off, like... Uh, are not very well organized Bajoran, like, um, rabble rousers basically. They're not really, yeah,
0: up- yeah, not, yeah, they're not fighting off a, a major military force. Right? Yeah, it's not the Jemadar. anywhere on the station, go through, walk through shields. <laughs> Yeah, I they'll don't... will probably th- scan every single inch of the station.
1: Exactly, yeah, I don't think hiding in the... the maybe Kira's just been watching Die hard a bit too much and she's thinking, that's how you do it. And But then you get Dax's well, suggestion. Well, that's it,
0: Die hard will never die.
1: That's it. No, exactly, they'll still be watching Die Hard at Christmas in Star Trek. You know, Bajorans might watch it for Bajoran Gratitude Festival or whatever it is. <laughs> And Dax goes the science route like we could collapse the wormhole and that'll obviously tie in later on in the episode. But the big thing of the teaser, obviously, is that we get the cloaked ship coming in and we get the reveal of the Defiant, which I love the Defiant. I think it's an awesome ship.
0: It is. It Like, the thing is, though, like, what I like about, actually, between se- the end of season two and the start of season three here. They've actually explained that there's been a passage of time.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he's been
0: back on Earth and it.
1: Yeah, and he's had briefings. I he's... know
0: I know for stories that it takes different amounts of time to get to Earth, but it's meant to take weeks at high warp to get yeah. from where they are to Earth. Yeah. So he, he spent weeks going to Earth, he spent weeks in briefings, mm-hmm. and he spent. Wi- and presumably, he spent weeks getting the Defiant out of mothballs. Yeah, yeah. And then Week's getting back.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah, you're right. There is there is this passage of time that's established. And we get that nice yeah. scene later on with Sisko and Jake where they're talking about like, how they started thinking of the station as home now. And, th- again, they're starting to bring out facets to Sisko's character that we've not really had. Like, he's got this African art collection and... It, have yeah, we it's like have nine, we ever 1900
0: re- years old? Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, and I, again, I get the sense that this is probably something Avery Brooks was pushing for to get Cisco more in touch with his his sort of ancestry and everything. And I think it's it is a good feature of the character, but it's something we've not really had up until this point. And I like that they're starting to add things like that yeah. and get a bit more of a sense of uh,
0: yeah. We've got this father and son here, so let's show some of the family in the personal Yeah, space. exactly. Otherwise, what, otherwise, what's the point? Why did we Why <laughs> did we do it as a father and son if we're not going to explore that?
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's really good that they're starting to bring this in. And I feel like I feel like Avery Brooks is getting more settled into it by this point as well. He seems a lot more comfortable yeah. as Cisco, and. Yeah. I think part of that is as Cisco's starting to blend into Avery a bit more, we're starting to get more of his personality coming through. And we get that a bit yeah, later we're starting on. To
0: get Avery, we're starting to get Avery Brooks as opposed yeah, to Cisco. At exactly,
1: because they really. I think they gave him a disservice when they hired him because it was like, right, we want you for this role, but we want you to shave your beard off and we want you to grow some hair. And.
0: Well, well, the reason they did that was that he'd just come off being um, the main character, main guy in yeah uh, Spencer for Hire. Yeah, yeah, and a man called and They Hulk didn't want and... him to be re- and, and they didn't want him to be recognisable as that character. They wanted the actor, and they wanted they loved how he acted, but they didn't want people looking at him thinking that's
1: yeah it's Spencer
0: like... for Hire now running the station. Yeah, they wanted but... it to be this is Benjamin Sisko, and that's the. That's the official reason that's put out. Yeah, Rick.
1: and you know, I, I, you know, I don't doubt that probably is the reason. But once they start letting him be himself, I think his performance gets a lot better because he's oh, oh, it does. He's much it,
0: more. The interesting thing is, um, it was actually ahead of Patrick Stewart at one point for the role of Picard. Was he? That'd have been an interesting, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it was. Picard was quite uh, Patrick Stewart was actually quite low down because Roddenberry initially didn't like the thought of having a. No, ball I, I remember
1: that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that'd have been an interesting yeah, alternate Apey 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 Dux universe, wouldn't
0: it? was like in the top three or four choices for Picard originally.
1: Wow, that'd have been yeah, that'd have been
0: something else. Um, which should have also probably meant that he wouldn't have done Spencer for hire, so it, straight away... Yeah, he could have, could have had... Uh, shaved head. Yeah, yeah, so, so still You not have had a bald English man, you'd have had a bald... Uh, American... African-American. Yeah,
1: exactly. That would <laughs> have been a bit of a different character. I wonder if they'd have <laughs> wanted him to be French still. Um, I wonder if Avery can do a French accent. I mean, we know Patrick Stewart can't do a French accent, and, and you know by his own admission, I'm not slating Patrick Stewart, but... I wonder well, if he's Avery can do From just out the one. road,
0: from us isn't he? uh, none of us can do a proper French. No,
1: exactly. Anymore. Yeah, I just feel glad. Um, so we get like some nice, like background to the Defiant, like it was built to beat the Borg, um, but obviously yeah. never got used for that. Uh, well, <coughs> never got used for it yet. We're gonna, we're gonna see that yeah, in first contact. It but um, it's good that they give yeah, an it, explanation for why it exists, like.
0: Yeah, officially it's an <laughs> escort ship. Yeah, exactly, what's but it? This, but this ship was built with what for one purpose only, to fight the Borg. Yeah, exactly. A and, but and, yeah. what I find interesting about this is, like, what gets this... It was mentioned this, that the Federation are responsible for this war. The yeah, Federation absolutely. And last last time we saw, the Jemadar came through and they told them, You are not welcome in the Gamma Quadrant. Mm-hmm. We consider it a hostile act. <clears throat> Stay away. We, if it was normal space, it'd, take you, it'd be like Voyager distance away. So, yeah, exactly. Years to get there, you wouldn't be coming here. You're using a wormhole and trespassing in our territory. Yeah. We don't want you in here. So, Cisco's gone back to Starfleet to dream from and all this. And the answer is, I know. <laughs> Let's send him back with the most powerful warship we've got yeah. to go back to the Gamma Quadrant, because obviously that's not going to cause any problems. Yeah, yeah, we, we
1: want you to go in with this <laughs> ship. And, you know, we'll talk about who draws First Blood a little bit later on, but, um, yeah. So, yeah, it's not the most peaceful. It's it's one of them where DS9, the whole thing of the Federation-Dominion war, you've got to kind of look the other way because... It, If you get hung up on how it started, there is no way the Federation are the good
0: guys in this. No, they're not. The the Federation were invading their territory, and it's like... We saw Dax said it's point blank, didn't she, last week? We don't care what you say, you're not going to stop us exploring. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, So, yeah, and we will (laughs) will track this as we go through, but... um, And we're not saying we're not on the Federation's side. We, you know, we want no, the Federation to win the war, but it, it, it's... Um, the Federation is is culpable in this. Definitely, yeah. Uh, so we meet the new characters then. We get we get two. We get Eddington, who obviously has a really good story arc coming up. Um, yeah. Then we if, on-
0: like, we might have to do a bit like what we've done with Barclay and actually do an Eddington yeah. story arc because a lot of his story doesn't actually fall within the dominion war no um but he does so become it might a... be it might be interesting at some point for us to actually oh, I'm sure do we'll do story. we'll do
1: like a maki series i think at some point and yeah. follow all the maki stories um but we also get sub commander to rule who she'll she'll last about as long as dax's new hairdo we don't... cuz <laughs> This is a great idea. Having you've got a cloaking device that the Romulans have allowed yeah, the, you to use, special dispensation to use it, but they want
0: someone on board
1: to keep an eye on it.
0: They what? The, <laughs> they want their own subcommander there to make sure that the technology isn't stolen or. And spied upon. That's that's a great setup. It's
1: a great idea to get this yeah. Romulan character in there. So where does she go after this episode? I don't think we ever see her again. I wonder if it was no, the actress unavailability or something.
0: Well, um, surely, surely you could have it that she could get called away, and if that actress isn't available, you can bring another another actor Yeah, well, exactly. To, it's not like that
1: role with um, Zial. You know, I don't think the same person played Zial more than once. So you know, it's that became almost a yeah. running joke who played <laughs> Zial every time. And we get the tension with Odo straight away. Like he thinks Eddington's going to replace him, and you get quite a cool scene with cisco where cisco's like no i fought to keep you but let's be honest you don't play by the rules you do you rub people up the wrong yeah. way with the way you do things so yeah i, I don't and agree goes, with them but and, i understand
0: and, and there's been and there's been these security leaks. if starfleet had let me do it my way that's the problem you fight against Starfleet's work. Yeah, exactly. like.
1: And the thing is, again, it's a this is what DS9 does so well, is they're both right. Like Odo is right. If he did do it his own way, it'd be absolutely fine. But yeah. you you can't always be that idealistic, especially when you've got to work as part of a team. And
0: it it's one of them. It's you could come down either side of it. Um yeah, it, it's that sort of like I want you as the station security, but if you're not willing to follow Starfleet protocols, you're not going to be able yeah, to. do you've got do a, security for the Starfleet matters.
1: Yeah, you've got to play you by the rules. you Exactly. ways,
0: and you can do it, or you don't play by the rules, and you can't do it.
1: Exactly. And um, Kira tries to sort of smooth it over a little bit, where like, "The Bajoran government want you to go," and. Obviously, everyone can see through that, including because He's like, no, I don't think they do. <laughs> you know, it's obviously, <laughs> obviously, what you're going for there. Um, there's a great scene with Cisco and Quark where um, Cisco wants Quark on the mission because, and that's great. That's picking up threads of the continuity earlier on.
0: Yeah, it, you, it's you've had contact with the Dominion, and we're wanting to try and make diplomatic contact and make peace.
1: Yeah, and I love how he tries to drop Rom in it. He's like, Rom did most of the negotiations. He didn't. We watched it a couple of weeks
0: ago. <laughs> Rom wasn't even there. No,
1: Rom <laughs> wasn't even there. You know, it was you and Pell. I'm surprised Quark didn't try and throw Pell under the bus as well, like, go find Pell and go yeah. do it.
0: Yeah, take, take Rom. He's he's, uh, he's got a son. Yeah, I've got a business. Exactly, yeah, I've got more important <laughs> things.
1: And I love how how much joy Cisco takes out of the fact that he's got the scepter and he slams the scepter down yeah. and then he makes him kiss it and he just sort of smiles when he goes out. It's great. And again, another really good scene with Dax and Cisco. Like see, they're basically talking about is this a suicide mission or not? And Dax, obviously, has got all this background to Cisco because she knows him from when she was Curzon. And she's like, I've not seen you this passionate about anything since Jennifer died. And I think that is what we were talking about with how Avery Brooks' performance has gone up a notch. Like, I think yeah. he was told in the first couple of series, you're, like, you're this grieving widow. He her. hasn't got
0: his beard yet, and he hasn't shaved his hair yet, but you can you can tell us a bit of a difference. It's currently. starting
1: to come out, yeah. And I think they did say, you know, you're in a period of mourning for your wife and you're going to be a bit detached and everything. But now that they're starting to open him up, and it's great that we acknowledge that, even within the show, you know, Dax is picking up and everything. And then there's this thing about being an admiral that crops up a couple of times. And it seems like Cisco, when he was younger, was trying to be all a career guy. You know, I want to be an admiral, blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah, which, like, To be fair, I think anyone coming out of an education system at first, and he's come through the academy, you think, yeah, I'm going to get to the top in my field. And coming out of Starfleet Academy, the top in your field is an admiral.
1: Yeah, Uh, but as we know from our history of Star Trek captains, that's not really what the captains want. They never like being an admiral.
0: Although it's not a captain, he's a commander. No, he's, he's still, still a commander. Never, captain, never. This is a, he. He actually gets command of the Defiant. Yeah, this is his first command of a star. Yeah,
1: it is technically. Yeah, um, and that does come back a little bit later on. They throw that out, but it's this realization that no, that's not what he actually wants. On the Defiant, then we've got Bashir's bitching about the sick bay because the, there's next to no sick bay. And it's it's quite cool the defiant. Like if you if you look at like the schematics of it, it is really tiny. There's literally the bridge. Oh, the bridge is most of the ship, and then there's an engine room and crew quarters, and that's that's your look for the defiant.
0: Anything massive. It's nothing nothing even like what we see on Voyager, and Voyager's a small ship compared to the Galaxy class.
1: But that's it, yeah, the Defiant's, it's tiddly, it's really, really compact. Um, So, we see the Defiant undocked from the station. Now, this is one where you've kind of got to do a bit of headcanon to make it work going forward because obviously we use a lot of stock shots of the station rotating in space and establishing shots, but we know the Defiant is always docked at the pylon. So we have to headcanon that whenever we see (laughs) the station and the Defiant's not there, it must be because the pylon it's docked at is the one that's facing away from the camera. Uh, It it just (laughs) happens that that's where the camera's pointing every time we don't see it.
0: That's... Does that alter later on in the scene? They, they do
1: They do do a few shots where they've got the defiant dock, so it depends which yeah. establishing shot they use for the scene. Um, but yeah, we 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 have to assume that quite a lot of the time, it's it's docked on the other side of it. Um, Odo and Quark, the where Quark says. Um, oh, it's Bashir, isn't it, says something to him, and then Quark says, I'll take that as a personal insult, and Bashir just says, you should. <laughs> should uh, I love that. I love how everyone's got this thing with Quark. Like, you you know that they all like him, really, but they all give him a load of grief, which is brilliant.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, like, like you've got to look at it. Like, you meant to sort of be on Starfleet's side, that, like, yeah, Quark's a bit of a criminal but Quark actually steps up a lot of the time and does the right thing. He does,
1: and he, he's like your lovable rogue, isn't he, Quark? He, yeah. Very occasionally he does cross the line and do stuff that is really bad, but it, it's not often. <laughs> um, and Odo, in this one, is even more riled up with him. He even sort of growls at him at one point in this scene. Yeah.
0: And well, it, Auto's putting him qu- in quarters with him in it. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> and he don't want him watching him while he, while he's um, reverting to his liquid well, state.
0: Like we have had this before, though. With that, I don't think it's a squawk. Auto. No, he didn't doesn't like anybody. It. Yeah, seeing, he didn't like anybody. Seeing him revert to his liquid state, and he doesn't like that helplessness he has. I think yeah, feels helpless. Because he has to go in a liquid state, and he can't. And that's and that's, it. He's stuck that's there.
1: no doubt. Like you know, if we were relating it to a human thing, it's childhood trauma basically. Because when he did it, when he was an infant, Dr. Morrow were poking and prodding about in it. You know. Yeah. So I can totally understand. Like, I, yeah, I don't want to fall asleep while this guy's here who could be doing anything to me. You know, it's bad enough yeah. when I'm awake.
0: Um, yeah he's going to electrocute me to make me change shape exactly
1: <laughs> so yeah and obviously as the episode goes on we get more insight into why Odo's crankier than usual but he's he's definitely not in a good place at this point in the story and we get the bit with the Jemadar so the Jemadar turn up and then it's good how the, the Romulan says oh it's because we emit this variance and they're like, oh, we didn't know that. And like, no, of course you don't know that. We don't want you knowing that about <laughs> about the ships, that there's a way of detecting but them. But we
0: can alter it.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, typical Romulan sort of sneakiness. And the Karama, that we, we never saw them in Rules of Acquisition, but now that we do see them, these guys are pretty much the Gamma Quadrant Ferengi out there, the way they act.
0: Yeah, we've seen, much, we seen uh, another
1: episode, don't we, later on? Yes, we do. And I like how he tries to sell Kira's earring when the camera guy's looking well, at it.
0: Well, 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 he's looking at everything, isn't he? He's looking at all the equipment and going, and just going, oh, it's so-and-so alloy. Mm. Oh, yeah. So-and-so. Mm. And then he looks at her earring. Oh, this is... <laughs> yeah, and Quark's just like, done. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And it's through him that we find out they need to speak to the Vorta and they get the map. And this is when Odo cops for this nebula. And this is when he starts acting really weird. Like he's just sort of staring at He's like the Omarion nebula. And yeah. obviously this is going to be a a big thing. It
0: plays into later.
1: Yeah, it does. So it's all good, all the way they're, they're setting it up and everything. There's also a bit, and this is one of Cisco's weird ticks that he has and he, he does this i think three or four times across the whole show but i always remember it um when he gets a coffee that's too hot or something he makes this really weird noise where he sort of goes Ach! and he does that in this yeah. episode where he trying and he, it's one of them that once you tune into it you spot it but it's not just this you know episode he but he does do it a few times <laughs> um Daxon o'brien beam down and the Jemadahs spot them and ultimately they have to, the, the crew have to leave them there
0: and everything. And yeah, but this is obviously, there's obviously something here, isn't there? Because yes. They've been down to this research station, which doesn't have a red thing, which we do have a picture of. We do
1: one. have a picture. We promised last week that for anyone watching yeah, on the live is- stream, we would have a yeah. picture of the red thing. The red thing yeah, with the... The most
0: important object in the universe. There it
1: is. So anyone who's listening on the... we haven't
0: got a clue what it does. <laughs> yeah. Anyone who's
1: listening on the podcast, I apologise, you can't see it, but it's the, the famous red device that, that crops up a lot, not just in Star Trek and everything. Uh, but you're right, the relay station doesn't have one, but what it does have is a sinister point-of-view camera that you can tell someone's watching them because of the way the camera's moving, which is like yeah, a, a tried-and-true and film technique.
0: And it, it's really odd, isn't it, that like, they're there to... Like, we'll look at this computer equipment and it's like, and O'Brien's there, well, that was very easy to, to get into.
1: Yeah, it's clearly... And and, there are clues as to what's going to happen in, in this episode. It's... um. Cause if you watch this bit, when you rewatch it knowing what's coming, you don't see them get caught, but clearly with the movie movie camera, somebody's yeah. grabbed them at this point. Somebody's what yeah. And this because yeah, the
0: soon tried to they try to sort of send the data back up to the defiant, don't they? Yeah. And the moment they press send, the alarms yeah. go off and And then back on the fields go up and Yeah, exactly. Uh, back
1: on the ship then, Cisco orders Odo up to the bridge, but Odo's just having none of it, so he, he's thinking about his nebula. Uh, Kira goes down as a row with him, and that's when the Jemadar attack, and we get the first battle featuring the Defiant. So, again, hey, anybody who's o-
0: watching... O- overpowered.
1: <laughs> exactly, anyone who's watching the live stream. This is what I like to call the blammy blammy phases, because... Up until this point in Star Trek, it's always been like just one beam of a phaser, but this is like yeah, a machine the- gun phaser
0: going off. <laughs> and it just rips stuff apart. Yeah. a stripped it, 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 it it up. It obliterates like, how, the Gemma ship. We saw what the ships did. Gemma D'ar did to the, um, <sighs> the Odyssey last time. Odyssey last week, and that the Odyssey was hardly denting them, and the defiant fighters at it just shoot straight through it.
1: Yeah. Which is great. This is this is how you show your new ship is a double hard ship. You know, you've yeah. seen you've seen them take on a galaxy class ship without breaking a sweat. but the defiant just absolutely <laughs> obliterates, literally obliterates one of them. Um, then they beam on board, and this is where we get Cisco as a badass, possibly for like the first time. Really, like he really wails on these Jem'Hadar guys. It's a really oh. fur. For a TV PG Star Trek syndicated afternoon five o'clock showing, whatever, this is a pretty brutal fight, you know, it's it don't pull its punches. Yeah, well,
0: what it what time it used to go out at six o'clock here in the UK, didn't it? Yeah. On BBC two. Exactly. Yeah. When we still only had four channels.
1: Well, exactly. And they used to, like, when Sky picked it up, they used to show them at, like, 8 in the morning. You know, you'd have it on at 8, and then it'd be yes. on again at 6 in the evening sort of thing. So it'd be interesting to see, actually, whether this summer DS9 was ever censored. Because, it, yeah, it's quite... This is quite... I mean, it's not... You know, it's not John Wick or anything. I know if of
0: TNG was censored. Yeah, I wonder. Um but TNG was censored for political reasons. Cause yes, they, exactly. Yeah, they they this, we didn't get to see the one in. I can't remember the name of the episode.
1: Oh, the high but ground. One of the
0: episodes and, and Picard goes uh, about terrorist organizations that have won. Yes, and he mentions and he says the IRA. Yeah, exactly. That one. was censored. That was that was That was not allowed. That episode never oh, aired. Probably, oh, for a long time. I'm not it sure didn't. If it's never. I think it has now. It's said now with Sky and yeah, and you can watch it on Netflix. But it was banned in the UK for 20, 30, yeah. 20 odd years. I'd say yeah, probably will a be a again. Long time it was banned
1: probably will be again soon <laughs> with all this Brexit <laughs> stuff going on. You don't know. Um, then what? Ah, one thing I wanted to point out with this: Odo's fighting some of the hadar. Should the Gemadar be attacking Odo, given what we find out about
0: Odo well, later on? Well, I think at this point, yes, they will. Right. Because they'll just assume that it's from the Alpha Quadrant.
1: Right. So you're saying they they won't know that he's a changeling?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, at this point in time, I don't. I don't think, the Jemadar. I don't think even the founders are aware of Ordo, of who he mm, is. Possibly not. Yeah. From what's said in the next episode, from what's said in the next episode, I think at this point that they just think he's just another right, yeah, alien, alien another species from the Alpha Quadrant. i will go with that. And I know it changes later, but I it think does. it's after epi- this episode too. That, that changes, and yeah. that order will have gone out like that from the founders.
1: Okay, I'll go with that. Um, what we do here, then, this is another little clue as to the the twist we're trying to get away with in the next episode. What happens is we stay with Kira. We stay in Kira's point of view, so we see Kira get knocked out, and then Kira wakes up, and so we're following her through, and it makes sense the first time you watch it because you're like, oh, it's, it, we're just sticking with Kira and seeing what's going on with her. Yeah. But if you watch it again, it's a clear delineation between what's real and what's not. We're sticking with Kira because we can't stick with the other characters. We need to have a break yeah. in the action but before we can no, go back it, to it, the it other characters. It is clever.
0: Yeah, it is. Clever how they're doing. Because you like, don't know like like, they're doing I like it. I when she comes... Doing the shuttle and all that, she goes, where are we? are we? And she goes, we're in a shuttle. Um, I'm, You were not unconscious. I so managed to get you to a shuttle and we escaped. That's fair enough. Okay, uh, where are we then? Uh, we're nearly at the so-and-so. The Amarian yeah. uh, nebula, yeah. Amarian nebula, she goes, why didn't you set a course for the station? Back to the station. Well, You didn't seem to object at the time, yeah. A bit naughty, Odo, a
1: <laughs> bit <was> naughty. <laughs> but he's, yeah, it a little bit naive of Kira. It's like clearly he's set a course for this Nebula, and not you're not seeing how he's been staring at it. You know, this is, yeah, yeah, there's something going on in there. Yeah. How
0: he's acting. He's he has acting, got a thing, he's acting not like Odo. yeah,
1: he has got a thing for this Nebula. It's kind of like when a, when a dog picks up a scent of something. And you can shout at them, you can squeak the toy, you can blow the whistle, and they'll just have absolutely none of it because they're they're pursuing the scent. And that's kind of, well, that is pretty much exactly what's going on from what we we find out. Yeah, obviously the beam down and the the big reveal is out of the big puddle comes another changeling who looks very similar to Odo.
0: Well, we get a few of them, don't
1: we? Yeah. Exactly. So, again, if you're watching on the live stream, there's a picture of the, the Changelings. What's your take on why they all look like Odo? Do you think they're doing it to make him feel at home, or do you think this is almost... Is this what they looked like well, when they were solids?
0: I think this is what they look like when they were solids. So do and I, yeah. When everyone, and when everyone's been saying to Odo, you struggle with faces, yeah. he isn't. He's actually doing... What is he's not what a normal face that's, is to him
1: that's what I think too I think because that...
0: because we've seen we've seen him he can mimic animals and the fur and everything so why is he struggling so much with faces i think I don't think the... he is i think yeah I think this, is how, this is how they used to the look yeah and there's it's been speculated haven't it? um if you watch the next gen episode oh the chase oh, which one the chase where the they all find out that they're related to the same species. Yeah, and it's the one same species, actress, isn't basically. it? Yeah, it's the same actress, but also the makeup's almost that it's identical. very similar, yeah.
1: It, and they're
0: Yeah, it's speculated that they would that they're actually who seeded the whole Yeah, th-
1: That wouldn't surprise me, and that I mean that's a great episode, and we will we will come to that one at some point, but it it's never said explicitly but I think it's the it's generally accepted in Star Trek Circles that that species is the one that they reference in the original series when they talk about the preservers and yeah. all of this business so yeah i I'm happy with that, and i think I think it makes a lot of sense if that's um that's the actual explanation so in part two then. <clears throat> First of all, obviously Odo's bombarding him with questions straight away, even to the point that Kira's like, stop interrogating him, you know, these are <laughs> these are your people, but he's like, you know, okay, so how was this and what what happened there? And we find out that it was an infant when he was sent out, and that they sent out a hundred did they say a hundred? Yeah, they sent
0: out a hundred of them.
1: But they weren't expecting him back for another three thousand years
0: another no, 300 Another 300, sorry. But they also say yeah, that he's and been... It, it's only because of the anomaly you've arrived sooner. Yeah. And
1: it, they say, like, you know, you've been out there a long time, so we don't know how old Odo is, really. Uh, no. So, you know, it's like, implied that he's a well, lot older than we think he is.
0: Yeah, but it's odd, isn't it? If he was just surviving as a, as a liquid previously... yeah. And he's only got conscious recollection since the the time with the Bajoran. Yeah, exactly. But, he can't But I mean, what was the old. point beforehand if he's if he's been if he'd even if he'd been out hundreds of years previously? Yeah. What's the point if he's a liquid and not yeah, taking and any? And anything if he can't he can't
1: remember anything, so he can't report it back to yeah. them. Oh is that yeah. just something that's peculiar to Odo? Do, do most of them usually retain the memories, whereas for whatever reason, Odo's... You know what, okay, here's here's my, my explanation. Maybe they sent... So, Odo got sent out, floating around in space, he did all his stuff for hundreds of years, then he got dragged through the wormhole, and either something in the wormhole erased his memory, or the prophets erased his memory for some reason... And then when he comes to the Alpha Quadrant, they find him, and that's when his, his memories start up.
0: Uh, I, w- I I've was just thinking made that. That, that maybe it's something to do with, like, because surviving deep space as a frozen liquid. Ah. They're literally sent out as, and they're literally sent out as a capsule. So, yeah, so maybe. So it, it could have been sent hundreds of years ago, literally as a capsule.
1: And just floated all the and way then to then the, the Alpha enters,
0: Quadrant. Until, yeah, and literally just floated as a solid object. Nothing hap- Nothing changing. Yeah, and, he... and then, and then when it's been found by the Bajorans, it's started to. Then he's come alive and started to. Yeah, maybe so.
1: Well, yeah, we never quite get answers on it, but, um, but it's. It, I don't mind, you know. Sometimes when it does leave a bit of ambiguity, it's nice to be able to speculate on Odo the early years. Yeah, um, and then. Yeah. We're introduced to the idea of the the Great Link, and this is where we find out how different Odo is to the rest of them because he's always keep yourself to yourself, not very sociable. And we find out that the society is actually literally physically the opposite of that because they're they're all yeah. linked together. And all, she she wants to it, do the link with him, but the male ones like link, no, no, one no. Of the,
0: but one of the others go says. He's not ready, he's been away from us for Yeah, exactly. Which is odd, because they've already said that, he's 300 years early.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're right.
1: Yeah, good point. Maybe, like, you know... Unless they've got... Maybe this one... Unless uh, it... Go on.
0: Yeah. No, it it just doesn't make sense, unless he's not um, discovered enough and aged enough and become enough of himself. Maybe. Maybe. 20 20 years old as sentient
1: or maybe it's that um this male changeling maybe he he's a bit of a jobsworth and like he's the one who's in charge of he makes the orientation video that you've got to watch when you come back
0: you know it's like they
1: get a celebrity in there and it's like so you've been away for 300 years here's how you readjust And she's like, no, no, you don't have to watch your video. We can just link with him. He's like, I've spent hours making that, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's, yeah, I'm going with that. Um, but Odo does say that he's at his home once he's linked with them. And then we cut to Bashir and Cisco, and Cisco's giving this sort of almost going down with a ship kind of log, isn't it? You know, like we're running out of air. It's like in... Um, Avengers Endgame, where Tony Stark's doing that. It's it's almost exactly like that. Um, no, you don't,
0: you're don't. you not going to say that somebody who wrote uh, Avengers Endgame watched DS9, are you, and maybe got the idea from someone. Well, you,
1: ne- you never know. You never know. And <laughs> instead of Captain Marvel, though, we get O'Brien and Dax find them. And she says, oh, big things are happening on Deep Space Nine. What I'm interested in as we go through this episode is when you first watched it. When did you start to think something was up?
0: Um, I I first thought something was up when um, they were excluding the Romulans. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think, I think that's... that it
0: seemed real. That it it seemed really odd for the to be doing this for the entire Alpha Quadrant. Al- well, it's Alpha Rambi and the Klingons are involved and yeah, the Cardassians yeah. and <coughs> all the big powers, but we're going to totally ignore the Romulans. Well, that's asking for trouble. Yeah, exactly. And, when, she- and when she's saying-, saying that, no, you can't make... It'll be war if you do this without mm. involving the Romulans when you're making a deal for the Quadrant. Yeah. and the And there's still... I still sort of not interested. That was when I knew something. Was yeah, there.
1: I think it's like you say. It's around that point in the episode where what the characters are doing, apart from our main crew, stops making sense. Like it, it yeah. does. It does make sense up to a certain point, but then you just think that, you know this is how these people would act. This is what would happen, and you do realize, yeah,
0: like, something's up. Like this. Like, there's actually a hint even earlier, and it's when uh, <laughs> Garrick greets the Doctor Yeah. when they first get back to the station, and, he, and he's sort of like, oh, I've had a great day as a tailor, or is it a spy? And, <laughs> yeah. And he's out, he's out of character. I, I don't because know. Garrick, because Garrick never, ever admits <laughs> to being a spy. No, get, that's true. It, it's a lot. It's a lot later that we get that Garrick actually was a spy, but Garrick is just a simple tale. Yeah, you're right. That is upset somebody. It is upset somebody in the Obsidian Order. That's why they've. Yeah. They've sort of. Uh, yeah, you're right. There, it, it. there are
1: clues that it's not. There's, there's everything's there's not clues as it seems. When you know
0: why it is, yes. But when you're asking me when I when I realised something was wrong, it was yeah. At the Romulan Park. No, I
1: think uh, I agree. There's clues a
0: lot earlier.
1: I agree with that, yeah. Um, Back on the Changeling planet then, we get Odo sort of exploring around and everything, and there's the obelisks from the alternate, the ones that they find on that planet. (laughs) So there we go. You see, we were right to cover that episode as well. You won't see them again, but, you know, at least they're there. So we know that they were definitely put there by... The changelings,
0: yeah, but it's it's like that. This the female changeling has told Odo to enjoy the garden, yeah. and all that is what they call it. And he goes, "But I've changed shape into these sort of things before." She goes, "No, once you change shape, you understand the thing." Yeah, and he says himself after he's been doing it, "Does I've been rocks and I've been <laughs> yeah. trees and I've been this, and I don't feel like I understand what." I, being a no, and it's I understand how to be that shape but I get no changing and I think she's just stalling him at this point maybe yeah I
1: mean it, but then on the other hand it's something that Odo never really gets because when he when he meets that other changeling and that's not till season 7 that changeling's like well we can turn into fire and we can you know and Odo's like what yeah. <laughs> I never knew we could do that um, yeah and she like Again, there's hints that they're not as altruistic as they they might be meaning seem straight away. She's Kira says, "Oh, they don't trust me," and she's like, "No, nope, we don't." She <laughs> doesn't even try and hide it. She's like, "No, nope, we don't trust solids. Yeah, we, don't, we don't trust solids." And then back on the station, in inverted commas, um, the Cisco meets with Borath, who's another Vorta, and I think this was meant to be Eris originally, but they couldn't get the actress. Yeah. <clears throat> this but is one of the first instances he doesn't of
0: nothing. He's playing off as if he's the founder. Yeah, he's
1: pretending that they're they're the founders. And it's all about we're gonna do we're gonna do a treaty, and as it goes along, it becomes clear that it's not really a treaty. It's pretty much the Federation's gonna get taken over by the Dominion. Yeah. Or the Dominion's gonna be part of the Federation. It's pretty much what they end up doing to Cardassia. Is what yeah, the, the
0: Federation will become part of the Dominion. Yeah,
1: they're pretty much dangling that there. And like you say, Tarul's oh, kicking off and everything. Um, and we get Admiral Necheyev comes into it. And she's one of these recurring characters. Like she's been in three or four next gen episodes. And it's always stuff that's around the Cardassian border. Like she was in Chain of Command, she was in
0: Preemptive Strike. Yeah, yeah, she's obviously like the look like you've got to imagine that there's a lot of admirals and she's obviously the admiral for that sector. Yeah, and that's what's really good about And it may and it is it is good that they have the continuity. Yeah, having
1: there. two shows running at the same time, you can go, right, well we've got an admiral who does that job, so let's get her in. <clears throat> having said that, I do think this is the last time you see her, but but you still recognise her when you see her. You're like, I remember Picard having yeah. a row with her. <laughs> and they seem to be... Um, she. This is what I mean about people sort of acting in a, a not very believable manner, because she's like, oh, well, who'd be able to stand up to us if it was a Federation-Dominion alliance? And it's like, that's not how the Federation yeah. thinks of things. You know?
0: <laughs> Yeah, and she's also sort of like trying to bribe Cisco. Yeah, like, well, you for for helping in this, you you'll be an admiral, you'll get your admiral. Yeah, you and that's
1: yeah, and see that's again, I think this is meant to be a clue because earlier on we found out that's not really what Cisco
0: wants. But no, this is something from when he was younger. Yeah. But if you'd just
1: read his personnel file or whatever, you might think that. So
0: or if you if you read in his mind and because this has been mentioned it might be fresh in his mind.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um but yeah, it's it's quite cool and quite a subtle moment that like Cisco could be like, Well, actually, I don't want that, so why is she Yeah. Why is she coming out with that? Maybe why there's she dangling that. Yeah, maybe there's something. And I've never
0: mentioned and I've never sort of mentioned it to Starfleet Girls on you, but
1: Exactly, yeah. So yeah, that's an interesting one. Again, like you say, there's all these little clues littered about. Um, back on the Changeling planet then, Odo links with the female Changeling again, and this time it's blatantly sexual. Like <laughs> it's just you know, don't 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 do it in front of Kira, guys, yeah. you
0: know. This is liquid sex.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, there's no two ways about it. And certainly Renée Aubergine's facial expressions do a good job of telling the story. <laughs> so, Kira's been off trying to send a sneaky message to Cisco, And there's quite a funny bit where she comes back to tell Odo what's going on. And she's like, are you even in the garden? Am I talking to a tree? What, you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And then she finds the mysterious doorway that she can't scan through, and it's almost. I think at this point in the episode, even if you you know you don't know what's coming up or anything, and you you've not twigged to any other clues, the fact that we've only got about ten minutes left of this episode, and there's a lot of balls still up in the air. And even though DS9 became a lot more serialised as it went along, we know that this is called The Search Part 1, The Search Part 2. If you've had a look in your TV guide, you know that next week's called The House of Quark. So yeah. you wa- you're what watching the episode going, there's too much for him to wrap up in this next ten minutes. Yeah. So the other shoe's got to drop in a minute. If it was <laughs> modern TV... Where you know everything's serialized, you just think, Oh yeah, fair enough, we probably won't get any answers to anything this week. But at this point, we're still pretty yeah, much like, wrapping up our when, stories. Like,
0: to be fair, even when DS nine like we know how serialized DS9 was yeah. in its arcs, But you still got answers within Yes fairly quickly. Yes. You, you did things weren't strung out over a whole season till No exactly the
1: difference is yeah DS9 even when it's uh, it's most serialized there would still be an arc within the episode that would get wrapped up yeah and there might still be things dangling but at this point in this episode you're like no so there's not enough time to sort this out so clearly something's got to happen um, I really love where Cisco kicks off with Necheyev. So we get the thing Dax is going to be transferred. Cisco's <laughs> not happy. And he just goes off on one on her and she says, Have you finished? I haven't even begun. And <laughs> again, if you want to read it in a sort of meta textual way, that's almost Avery Brooks saying, Yep, yeah, no, I've not even started yet. You're going to get a lot more of this side of Cisco.
0: <laughs> and yeah. It, yeah, and. And, like, she tells him, well, there's no choice. The station is is being handed back to the Bajoran fleet, He's pulling out. Yeah. And uh, and he goes, well, what about the Bajorans uh, joining staff? Yeah. And she goes, well, that's going to be put on hold indefinitely because they're siding with the Romulans against Yeah, the, there's against this the
1: thing Dominion. about... That's an interesting show that I'd like to see. Like the the Bajoran Romulan Alliance, that would be an interesting yeah, one. But
0: Like I get the impression that Romulus is quite a long way away from. Yeah.
1: There. On the maps you get, it's pretty much the Klingons and the Romulans are on one side of the galaxy, and then one, the Federation's in between them. So the Romulans and Klingons are on one yeah. side, the and kind of Bajorans are on the other. So it's yeah. a long, yeah. It, it'd be hard to get a,
0: an alliance it'd going. It'd be hard for the Romulans to actually support Bashor. Yes, yeah. In, in any form of strike from the Dominion, yeah, especially when the Kardashians are joining in as well with the Dominion.
1: Exactly, <laughs> uh, and that's what One I was going to last long. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Actually, is what Nechev's describing here. is pretty much what happens at the end of season five. The Dominion takes the station and Bajor's left on its own and the Federation has to pull out of the sector. It's just that here, they're testing the waters. Like, can we get away with this with the Federation? No, you can't. All right, but I bet we can do it with the Cardassians. So they obviously go to plan B at that point. Um... Garak this is where i think they get Garak right actually where he's like i've heard this rumor about the Bajorans and the Romulans and he's kind of g and Cisco up like you know oh what do you think do you think maybe we should do this and that's very similar to what he's like in um, in the pale moonlight in season 6 you know where it's like you need something doing let's have a let's have a talk about it when we it. get
0: when we get to the pale moonlight we're doing just one full episode on that oh, one episode, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> that that episode, it's, yeah, and I think we might have a couple of guests on that, yes, because I know Ian will want to uh, join. Us. I think <laughs> you would
1: do, yeah. It's definitely an episode to um, <laughs> to look into really closely. But you, the dynamic between Cisco and Garak here, or Cisco and fake Garak here, is very similar to yeah. what it'll become there,
0: and. Then it all kicks like, off, I wonder, really. if I wonder if they've looked at this and thought, now, this was quite interesting. Yes, like, yeah. Where can we go with this? And sort of, somebody's written in the mar- margin of the yeah. book somewhere.
1: Garrick and Sisko, clandestine plots. So let's see what we can yeah. do with that at some <laughs> point. Yeah. And um, obviously, it all kicks off. So basically, they're going to try and bomb the entrance to the wormhole to stop the Dominion and everything going through. And at this point, the scenes start to intercut a little bit quicker. Like you get Cis- uh, Kira investigating the door and then it'll really quickly cut to something else, then back to Kira. Then. And I think yeah. just on on the level of like the language of cinema, subconsciously, that's creating a link between the two things for you whatever's behind yeah, this door is somehow linked to what's going on here linked and, to
0: what's going
1: on yeah you don't know how yet i mean you might be starting to have a guess but yeah I mean, that's very clever garak has an absolutely belting line here where he's got up and the gem greet him and he goes oh haven't they told you about the plan and the chairman says, what plan? He says, I pretend to be their friend, then I shoot you. <laughs> and he shoots him. <laughs> and that's brilliant. I love it. That's worthy of the real Garak, is that. <laughs> and then, yeah, they they bomb the entrance to the wormhole and everything. And, and just, it. just at that point, Kira and Odo get through the door. Odo does his cool shape-shifty thing to open the door.
0: Yeah, he turns his fingers into keys.
1: Yeah. And so he can make a key fine. It's just faces. Um, and this is where, yeah, the other shoe... Said,
0: I, think he's, I think he's made his own face. I think he has. Like I, I've always face. thought,
1: yeah. And, yeah, the other shoe does drop then. So there was no way you were going to wrap up all this stuff about the wormhole and everything going on. So, of course, it's a simulation. It didn't really happen. Um, I remember at the time I was a little bit disappointed because I'm like, no, I want to see what's what's going on. Um, but I yeah. think, in retrospect, it's it's a good part of it, the it, ongoing story. But I felt a little it, bit it, robbed it, at the it, time. It, it,
0: but this is like we say, like, we weren't used to story arcs no, like this in it, TV at this time. No, I mean... Assume... Like, DS, DS9 was going into almost unexplored waters yeah. of what they were about to do with TV. I mean,
1: yeah, you know, if this was the next generation, this would be the equivalent of, um, you know, Gemma Daz, your Q episode, so you get introduced to the bog, then Search Part 1 and 2 could have been your best of both worlds, and for all yeah, we knew, that could have cu- been... A
0: couple of seasons later.
1: That could have been it for the Dominion. That This could have been the end and this is all we get. But yeah. obviously, no, DS9's playing the long game. But at the time, a bit disappointed. And this is where we find out the female changeling reveals that they are the founders. They want to impose order, basically, on the universe because of the way they've been treated.
0: Yeah, uh, we were kept, <laughs> we tripped wrong by the solids, so we will control all the solids so they can't attack us. Yeah. You can, see, you can see a point of view. I mean, it it, it
1: works, you know, to get from point it A obviously to... It does
0: work because there's, like, there's basically... They've got the entire Gamma Quadrant is is all corro- cooperating with each other. There's no wars going on. No,
1: no, because they'd, they'd kill them if the, they did
0: the, There's trade... There's trade all over, but none of them actually see the founders. No, exactly. I
1: mean, you know, from point A to point B, point A is oppression, point B is not oppression. You can do that by starting a a galactic empire that rules with an iron fist. That works. That gets you from point A to point B. Whether it's the nicest way of doing it is another question, but you you can't deny
0: that it's effective. the The thing is, like, you get the impression, though, that the Gamma Quadrant works fine. Yeah, yeah well, uh, as long as as
1: as long as you're not one of the ones who isn't happy with the way you're being treated. Um, but,
0: well, yeah, it I works get, fine. I, I get the impression that, like, we have had hints, haven't we, that the Dominion have turned up on worlds because we saw that in...
1: In Sanctuary, oh, in, in Shadowplay, Shadow Shadow Play, yeah.
0: In, we saw that in Shadowplay where the old man left his own world because the Dominion arrived and... yeah. It exactly, terrible, so, so it's it's
1: not all fun and games, but um No. Yeah. So the reason for this elaborate simulation then, I'm not sure about it because they say we wanted to see how much you'd sacrifice to avoid a war. So why did they make it so outrageous? Like, presumably <clears throat>
0: the- Well, I I've got a theory on this, cause, like, we know that from the map that the American Nebula was quite a distance away, yeah. Yeah, and we know when the defiant was taken, and you know, all around a different, obviously a different planet. Mm. The the, oh, the defiant was taken. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, and then Odo's been on the Founders' home world for some. However, many I I get the impression he's been there for weeks almost. Maybe
1: I just thought yeah I just I, thought maybe I days. Get, but... I don't
0: I don't think I don't think it stays because Kira is running out of options on how to communicate. True. Yeah. She's given all She's probably given Odo days, if not a week, just to get to know his people and yeah. shapeshift a bit with them. And then you've got that like, it's carrying on and she starts well. Can I get out of here and when are we leaving? So I get the impression that actually they've had the Defiant crew in these simulators for weeks. Maybe. And yeah. I I honestly think that they've run multiple scenarios. Ah. I think we're just seeing I just think I've always thought that we're just seeing one scenario. Right. Okay. I, yeah. I've always had the feeling that. That they're playing out mul- that they've played out multiple scenarios. That
1: makes a lot more.
0: they to the minion doing different things. Right,
1: that makes a lot more sense because, yeah, it's not like if the idea is let's see what they'd sacrifice, you'd
0: you would escalate gradually. But but, like, it gradually, go,
1: but, but this one, go,
0: how's it going to go if we keep the Romulans out of it? Yeah, well, maybe well, they've identified
1: the Romulans well, as well. Let's more see of how it will go
0: if we keep the Romulans in. So I've got the I always had the impression that there's actually been several scenarios where we're only seeing one of them. Because you'd you'd start
1: I think they've had them there for weeks. Yeah, you'd start with more gradual stuff, wouldn't you? You'd start with, okay, um, how how would you feel about, you know, simply not exploring the gamma quadrant? Oh, you're okay with that, right. How would you feel about us having uh, a station right next to the other side of the wormhole? Oh, you'd be okay with that? How would you feel about us having a garrison of Jemadar on DS9? And yeah, you'd yeah. you'd escalate and escalate and escalate. Yes. Whereas this one, they they just go batshit with it, you know, it's like, okay, so yeah, you're I, gonna be I part of the Dominion. The had, Romulans have been left had the out of it. That, that
0: we're only seeing one Maybe. simulation. This on. is like and the We've possibly only seen We've possibly only seen the simulation from one person's point of view. Ah, uh, yeah, well. good point. Because they've got... Cause they've got um, I'm assuming, because they go that, um you're free to beam up to the Defiant. Mm. So I'm assuming that they've got pretty much the entire Defiant crew in, the, uh, that, yeah, in these... Ah, yeah, potentially, not just the so ones... The, not just our main characters. They've got the characters that we never see that are... Yeah, in interesting. And ...in this place and this place. Yeah, I'll go with control that. Control that we that we don't see on screen. So the running simulation, separate simulations yeah. on all these different people.
1: Right? No, I really like that. That's really good. I agree. I'll go with it. Um, so yeah, and that that's pretty much. We get the. This is a bit where this is kind of like <clears throat> What is it they talk about? Chekhov's gun. Where if you have a gun, not not Mister Chekhov's gun, the the author Chekhov. Uh, Well, if if you have a gun in Act 1 of the story, it has to be fired in Act 3 of the story. And your Chekhov's gun here is them saying, no changeling's ever harmed another.
0: Yeah. Straight away, right. Well, you also have, though, here, and this is where I think plays off from the first episode where the Gemini were attacking Odo Mm -hmm. and all that. And you have Odo starting to say, release them and let them go, and you have the voter there saying, no, I don't have to do what you say. Oh, yeah, and good the founders point. point out to him, Odo is a founder. Right. You do what he yeah. says.
1: Okay, so, yeah, <laughs> and, that's and where that's it switches. I think
0: from, and that's why I think it changes from what we see in episode one, where the Gemini will attack Odo, to yep. episode, end of episode two, it is sewn up, no, Odo is the same as us.
1: Yeah, and that's it. From this point on, they they treat him differently. Yeah. yeah.
0: From this point on, Odo, no. Odo is the founder. Oh, is good. A god.
1: Good spot. I'd not I'd not and, picked and, up and on we,
0: that. And we do see that played out. Yeah. That is how we
1: stretched from that one. Right. No. Excellent. Well, well spotted. I'd never got that. Um, so yeah, and that that's pretty much it. Then we you know we beam up from the planet,
0: and we're not gonna. Yeah, um, we assume that. Um, that the Gemini or the founders or the voters have been really nice, because we saw the Defiant took a real kicking. Yeah. But they say, Oh, your ship's in order. Yeah, we'll so let you go. back. moved it. They've moved it from one place to another and we'll let you go back.
1: Yeah, they're not like, oh, it's that the this is your prototype that uh well we'll keep that. Right, so you've only got one. <laughs> eh, you got none now, you yeah. <laughs> know? <laughs> but yeah, this the, the changeling, the female changeling sort of says, well. Maybe I'll come and visit you and maybe, you know, we're we're willing to wait until the time is right sort of thing. So, again, and we do keep banging this drum, but at this point, all the Dominion have said is we don't want you in our territory, and they're not actively looking to start anything at this point. They're not attacking the Alpha Quadrant. (laughs) As far as we know, yeah. they've not made any incursions into the Alpha Quadrant. They've let you go when you've gone in and blown up one of their ships. Even after they yeah. warned you not to come through, they've let you go. They've let you take your big warship back. And they've said, you yeah, know, we're not, we're not going to take any further action at this point. So, yeah, I,
0: I'd say... Yeah. You, you've, re- you've really got to look at, like... The Federation really pushed to have a war here.
1: Yeah, so far, yes, they blew up the Odyssey, but arguably they were provoked in doing that because they had told you not to come into their their territory at yeah, that the, point.
0: The Dominion... They it, specifically said, stay away. I mean, they have... And they were making a point. Yeah, they... They have, they have admitted that, like, we've got to assume that New Bajor... Yeah. Has been taken over by the Dominion. We don't know if they've killed all the people on New Beja, but it's definitely under Dominion control yes, by now. Yeah, then. yeah. And they've said that we know lots about you because of, and they gives a list of all the ships. So that they have destroyed. They have done but aggressive things. Killed all the, but they've only killed or attacked anyone in their territory. Oh, yes, That's... yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> it, the Federation has encroached into their territory. Admittedly. The Federation did so uh, with good intentions. They did it to intend to explore, but at this stage, they've been told in no uncertain terms, you are not allowed in this territory and we will take action yeah, to, to defend we con- it. We, con- we,
0: we control this territory. We are a huge military force. We are more than capable of defending our territory. Do not come through
1: um we'll see how long
0: that um
1: that sticks from here um so next time we've got (laughs) another voyager barclay episode i think it's called lifeline lifeline i think um yeah yeah lifeline lifeline we're gonna look at and then i think it's the abandoned in ds9 another jemadar episode so they're gonna be good ones to talk about i'm off to watch loki because i've not seen it yet but um I'm hoping the Bad
0: Batch has dropped. You're hoping the Bad Batch has dropped. And we've got. An, an early night because I've got my second jab. Oh, yeah, you I got, got my your second jab. Tomorrow. There you go.
1: <laughs> and then we've got an England football game on Sunday. So it's all going
0: on. It's uh, all of a sudden. Hopefully, I'll have the superpowers by tomorrow. That's then. it, you see. it's This year That's been, what I'm expecting from this second jab. This, well, you should do, yeah.
1: I mean, I got mine. But yeah, this year's been very much sort of. Backloaded like the front half of 2021. Well, not a lot to do. Second half's looking much better. So yeah. Um, let us know what you think. Send us uh, a tweet at RetrekPod. <coughs> Email us RetrekPod at gmail.com or come and join us on Facebook. Just look for Retrek. And um, thanks for trekking with us. We this have time. no
0: spoilers, even though you put the thing up. I did put a spoiler
1: thing up. Yep, yeah, pressed that by yeah, accident. we
0: like we we had it. We had an interview from Rebecca. Uh, Robinson, I mean, didn't we? But yeah. she's she's not um, followed the QA uh, school of uh, spoilers and she said uh, non disclosure and all she'd tell us was that they'd finished uh filming episode seven. Yeah, well that's
1: pretty boring, yeah. You know. Anyway, I'm sure we'll yeah. find out. <laughs> I feel like a Strange New Worlds trailer can't be too far away. Um but I think one soon. But we'll find I out. Think
0: Strange New Worlds is, I've got a f- sneaky feeling. Strange New Worlds is going to be the next live-action Trek we get.
1: I will not bet against it. So we'll, no doubt we'll find out. But um, thanks for Trekking with us this time, and we will see you next time on the re-Trek. Thank you. Bye-bye.